Hey, Doc G, can I sit in front? Hello, and welcome to the premiere episode of Can I Sit in Front? The Rideshare Story Podcast, hosted by me, Steve Greaves, from good old Lincoln, Nebraska, here in the middle of America. Real America, as we like to call it out here. I'm here for the very first time with a very special co-host and guest, just to show you the level of professionalism we're working with on this podcast. My co-host this evening is my daughter, 16, going on 17, the wonderfully talented and witty Madeline Greaves. Hello, Madeline. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay, but I think that you forgot the legendary comedian part of the title. Oh, the legendary yeah. aspiring comedian, Madeline Greaves. Thank you for being here. She'll keep the, keep the motor rolling, as we say. Keep this going forward, just like we're in the car. See what I did there? Great. Very clever. Thank you. Thanks very much. <laughs> oh boy, minute. I think you have to have one joke a minute for, for comedies to be successful. Okay. But I listed this podcast under um, social interest. I didn't, I didn't advertise that it was going to be funny. So if we're funny, it's an added bonus. It's more of a human interest stories with some humor interspersed. All right, so some stats, some facts and figures about me, about my rideshare experience before we jump into the stories and to the, the, the meat of the matter here. I've been a rideshare rider, driver, for um, four years. Four years on the Uber platform. I celebrate my anniversary this August. Um, I have over 8,500 rides on Uber and um, a boisterous 4.98 rating. That is awesome. Let me just tell you that, that's awesome. People love me. On, Ly on Lyft, the other platform, I started that a year later, so I've, I've hit three years on Lyft, probably 3,500 rides, and a perfect 5.0 rating uh, from my last 100 rides. So impressive, I know, thank you very much. Um, I can do a little better on Uber, we're, we're stretching it, we're working on it, I'm, I'm trying to improve every day. So um, the way the show is gonna work will talk a little bit in the beginning, maybe have a writer of the week story if something happens uh, notable during the week. Um, if not, I have four years, three to four years of stories and of experiences to draw on for an interesting vignette or two. Uh, we'll have a guest. The guest will not talk about ride sharing, the ride share industry. There's a very good podcast called The Ride Share Guy, I believe, whom I follow myself, who tells you all the facts and figures and the Uber stock went up and the Lyft stock went down. Um, that's not the point of this. So it's not ride share facts and figures, but more interesting stories. We'll wrap it up with the guests and I hope to have you back to your life, maybe on your second cup of coffee in 22 minutes, like an old time 90s sitcom, three camera with the laugh track, 22 minutes of, of fun and conversation. Um, talking about people, people, their quirks. People are funny, people do funny things. People don't always act in their own best interests and people tell their ride share, Uber drivers, whatever you may call it, people tell their drivers way more information than you would imagine they would in a 10 or 15 minute period that I have in a vehicle. 
you would be amazed. And I hope you're amazed because that's what makes this interesting. How does that sound to you, Madeline? That sounds actually very enjoyable. Thank you. I know you're 16, technically unable to um, be in an Uber or Lyft by yourself, but Madeline, have you ever taken an Uber or Lyft ride? No, I haven't. Not with your mother or anything like that? Oh, no, I guess yes, I have. I have. Yeah, I have a few times, now that I think about there it. There you go. That's what we asked you to think about it, and then you give an answer. Excellent. Uh -huh. Do you have anything you take, took away from that experience uh, as a passenger? Well, I do remember one guy who drove us to the airport, I think, and he had a manuscript that he kept from the passenger seat. It was, a, you know, it's just a folder. It was not very long. It was about 100 pages, I bet. And he was like, so, uh, one of you guys an editor? We were like... No, he's like, oh, I have a manuscript. <laughs> and while he's driving, he like turned around to show us and he wasn't looking at the road. And we were just like, oh, that's cool. No, we're not editors. Sorry. But... So that's like something that would happen in Los Angeles, California on a daily basis. You would think Hollywood, right? But to have that in Lincoln, Nebraska sounds a little strange to me. Maybe, perhaps, I know he, he asked you a question, but people tend to put things on the front seat when they don't want you to sit there. Now, you're with your mother, you're probably both going to sit in the back anyway. But that is usually a signal saying, please sit in the back. And when they ask, the fourth most common question is, can I sit in front? When they ask, can I sit in front, they see that thing there. I sometimes keep cleaning supplies there if I don't want anyone to sit there. It says, hey, I cleaned my car and sit in the back, please. Um, that might be a signal. But funny how he asked you if you were an editor or mommy. That's, that's curious. Anything else about uh, another experience or just pretty run-of-the-mill get me from A to B? Uh, all of my Uber experiences have been unextraordinary. Right. Now, my daughter said the word Uber, and we'll hit that issue first. Uber has done a great job of branding rideshare. I have people on the Lyft platform get in the car, get on the phone and say, yeah, my Uber's here. So when we use Uber, we mean Uber or Lyft. Uber has become like Coke for soda, like Xerox for photocopying, like something else. It's just a brand that means ride sharing. We're not promoting one platform over the other. Neither of them are paying me anything more than the other. And technically, since I'm a air quote, independent contractor, I'm not an employee of either of those platforms. I choose to ride both Uber and Lyft to um, increase my earnings. So, when we say Uber, we mean Uber or Lyft or rideshare in general. Good. We're going to move on to the three most asked questions that I get as a rideshare driver. Here they are. Number one, Madeline. How long have you been... How long have you been an Uber driver or a Lyft driver? Like question number one. I always answer honestly or inflate that. I say four years, three to four years. Uh, what are we on? Uber? Four years. What are we on? Lyft? Three years. It also was a very subtle way for me to say, I know where I'm going. You don't have to give me directions. I've been doing this for four years. Inevitably, without fail, it follows up with the second question. What's the craziest story that you have? What is the craziest story that you have? And I answer honestly. Well, folks, 95, no, let me say 99% of these rides are completely unmemorable. Nice people, how's the weather, how about those Huskers, 
are we going to have football this fall? What about this construction? We get from A, we get to B, everybody's happy, I get my tip and my five stars, and we're on our merry way. Now let me tell you something that's a little bit contrary to uh, what Uber and Lyft may tell you as a customer or as a rider. Um, do you really want a quote-unquote rideshare experience? Do you want a memorable rideshare experience or do you want to get to work on time? Sorry companies, sorry Uber, sorry Lyft. Here in mid-market Lincoln, Nebraska, my customers want to get to work on time. They don't want a karaoke machine. They don't want a disco ball. They certainly don't want a car blinged up with distracting things that could um, you know, obscure the windshield or obscure my driving or distract me from being a good driver. That is the opposite of what, what the companies tell you. And uh, I'm sorry to say. So it's funny though, because I, I know a car in town that has a disco ball and a karaoke machine. And you know, they start talking. They said, oh, I was with this other guy. He had a disco ball and a karaoke machine. It was so cool. I'm like, really, was it really cool? Oh, it was so cool. I'm like, how cool was it? So cool. I'm like, here's the, here's the magic question. The guy with the disco ball and karaoke machine, did you tip that guy? Hell no, is the answer. Hell no, of course they didn't tip him. They just, they just, so the guy spent money for the karaoke machine. Everyone loves him and he got the same fare as me without the karaoke machine. Here's another little friendly tip, folks. You can't buy things with stars. I can't pay my rent with stars. I can't pay my car payment with stars. I can't pay my hospital bills or my doctor's appointment bills with stars. You pay those things with money. So unless the bells and whistles translates into tips, which it doesn't here in cheapo Lincoln, Nebraska, it's pointless to have those things. Now, I give out some candy on Halloween. If we're going to Omaha, to the airport, which is a 45 hour drive, 45 minute, <laughs> 60 minute, thank you, hour drive from here, um, I'll ask them, do we need to stop for something? Do you need water? Do you need X, Y, and Z, a snack? You need to go to the bathroom. Um, I don't have a cooler of little 12 ounce water bottles here because most rides are five minutes. I'd give them the water, I'd lose money, I would not translate into tips. Anywho, so how long have I been a driver? What's the craziest story? So yeah, so most are not are not crazy, but there there are a few. Um, we'll go through uh, question number three, and then I'll share the most horrifying story I've ever um, heard from a driver. Okay, from a rider. Excuse me. Number three, Madeline. Has anyone ever puked in your car? Yes. 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 <laughs> two times. Four years, two times. Now, this isn't the craziest story. I'm in a college town here, lots of University of Nebraska students, uh, Nebraska Wesleyan students, the Union College students should not be drinking, but some of them still do. And yes, in four years, I've had two people puke in my car. Um, one, on a Tuesday night, I would ca I'll call her a wine mom. I'm gonna take some details out of the story um, so we can't identify the person. I'll call her Megan. Uh, but Megan the wine mom came stumbling out of a, a place called Tavern on the Square in the Haymarket here in Lincoln. And I could tell by the way she was walking, we call it the snake walk, an S-shaped pattern to the car and giggling with her friends that she had had a few glasses of wine. Uh, so Megan gets in the car, the friend gives me $5, take care of Megan, get her home safe. Yes, friend, thank you for the pre-tip, I, I appreciate that. Megan, however, lived about 15 minutes from downtown Lincoln, Haymarket, 
and we get out of the Haymarket, it's a little slow, we get on the interstate or on Highway 2, and Megan closes her eyes and starts to moan. Uh, uh, uh. So we turn the radio down. Megan, are you all right? Do you need a little air conditioner? Uh, uh. Hang on, Megan. So I have 15 minutes of driving the speed limit down the middle of the street, no swerving, trying very, very hard not to make Megan upset or, you know, upset stomach because she's moaning. Got the classical music on the radio on low, a little Mozart, calm things down. So it's a calm ride where I'm just watching Megan out of my rear view mirror the entire time. So we did really, really well for 14 minutes, but I made a big old turn into her neighborhood in South Lincoln. Megan put her head between her legs and um, let the fettuccine Alfredo fly, let's say. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was um, a sight to um, see and behold. Uh, now I have children, Madeline's here, I, we have a son. Uh, I have a son as well, Matthew. So I've dealt with vomit and puke before. Uh, doesn't smell good, whether it's your kid or Megan or a random person in the car. Um, and thankfully for Megan, she uh, got most of it on the mat in front of her, on the, on the floor mat. So it was pretty easy to click clean up. Um, I parked outside her house. Uh, Megan said she was sorry. A neighbor came running out, worried about Megan. But uh, if I want to get the cleaning fee or the, I think um, Lyft calls it the inconvenience fee, I have to document everything. So, uh, you know, Megan's trying to figure out what her garage door uh, combination is. She's poking random numbers and uh, cursing at her garage door. She can't get in her house as I'm taking pictures of the vomit in my car. Uh, my night's over. I uh, took the pictures, kind of left a little on her lawn, just beat off the mat a little bit and left it on her lawn and went home and got my uh, $100, $150 fee two days later. Megan actually woke up and tipped me $5, an additional $5, knowing she probably did something wrong. But then, you know, in, after it was inspected and approved, I got a $150 inconvenience fee for my night being over and for Megan drinking too much on a Tuesday night. Number one. Number two, will not be a surprise to you, New Year's Eve, 2017, 2018. Sometimes in the rideshare biz, you get a little greedy, folks, I'll admit it. So my night was over, I had a great ride to Beatrice, Nebraska. Beatrice, Nebraska is about 30 minutes south of Lincoln, Nebraska. So I took a couple home from a house party. It was fun, they had hors d'oeuvres. They um, were just really jolly people. And with the three time surge, this ride was probably $100. Um, so I pick them up at 2. I'm down in Beatrice at 2.30. Um, getting back to Lincoln around 2.50 a.m. on New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day now. And I look at my map and it's orange. It's surging. It's blasting. I could go make more money. I live in South Lincoln. I should have just went home. So about 10 minutes later, I get, a, I get a ping from a bar in downtown Lincoln. I'm like, okay, it's 3 a.m. now, 3.05. This must be a bartender going home because the bar is closed at two o'clock and they're pretty good about kicking everybody else out by 2.15. Um, so I pull up to this place at three o'clock expecting a tired bartender to walk out and it was a really, really large man being carried by two other people who worked at the bar. This man had passed out at the bar about one o'clock, I was told later, one, one thirty. He passed out and they finally just revived him and they called a ride to get him home. So this very large man and his girlfriend got in the backseat of my car. Um, we were being followed by two of the bartenders. They were, um, they were tasked with making sure he got home safely or you know lifting him up. Because I'm like, first thing I say is like, okay, I'm not a babysitter. I can't take care of this. Oh, no, no, don't worry about it. We got him. 
will we'll help you. So this was a rather long ride as well from downtown, which is 14th and O, to about 84th and O Street in Lincoln. Thank God I was recycling that day and I kept a couple plastic bags in there. I usually do it anyway, but something told me, you're gonna need these plastic bags. Although you've only had one person puke in three and a half years, keep a couple plastic bags in the car. Thank goodness. And thank goodness the girlfriend was in the back, um, guided his head into the bag and let it let it fly. Um, I don't know, 25% into the ride, a couple blocks down the street, he just he let it go. Because he had just gotten up. I'm sure it's all jiggling around, all jostling around. So he puked. They were a little offended that I didn't keep the puke in the car, that I just tossed the bag of puke out into the street. Litter, I littered. And they were a little offended by that. And um, when I got home, the woman went, oh no, oh no, do I have two hats on, she asked me. Like she couldn't tell herself. And I'm like, no ma'am, you have one hat on. Um, is it a cap or is it a fedora? This is a real conversation I'm having at 325 in the morning. It is a, it is a fedora. Oh, I must have left my cap on in the bar. And I said, ma'am, with all due respect, is that cap like encrusted with diamonds or made out of gold? She's like, no, no, of course not. It's just a cap. Great. You're getting that tomorrow. Good night. And the two guys came behind, took the big guy out, lugged him inside, and she went with one of her two hats into, the, into her house all as well. Uh, the only two puke stores. What do you think about those? Those are pretty... Um... I mean, yeah, two, that's not a bad number. Right. No, oh, not I'm, time. I don't want to tell you about the near misses. Well, we stop and you blow it out the window. You stop and you get out and you kneel down in front of your house and throw. I mean, this is actually physically in the car. Yes. Two times. Um, well, I'll, see, I remember a time, I think this was pretty early, where someone puked, maybe not in the car, but outside the car. Yeah. And you thought, oh, I got it all cleaned up. And then we were driving to dinner and I reached in to open the door after we got to the restaurant yeah. and then I pulled back and my hand was just like covered in this orange viscous substance. <laughs> it was trailing like all over the side. I'm like, how did you not see this? It's pretty gross. I didn't, I didn't, I remember that too. Yeah. Because it was mostly outside the car. I liked one time, um, we go through drive throughs a lot at 2 a.m. Um, after the bars are closed, hey, I'll give you a tip, I'll buy you something, go through the drive-thru. And um, this woman wanted a McChicken, but on the Big Mac bun and with Big Mac sauce. And I'm like, that does not, I was like, that does not sound good sober. I was like, are you sure? Hey, shut up, I know what I want, I know what I like. I was like, okay, okay, um, you know, McChicken with Mac sauce, please, on a sesame seed bun. Um, and she scarfs the thing down right when right when it comes you know it comes to us, and uh, oh I don't feel so good I don't feel so good I'm like well do I need to stop no 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 oh I don't feel I don't feel so good so she finally we get it was a pretty short ride we get back to the to her her place she gets out and just loses it outside, and um, her last words to me were you're right that was a bad idea that wasn't very good I'm like yeah because I'm sober and you're not and I know that on a good day. A McChicken with Mac sauce is not what I need after a night of drinking. <laughs> that sounds disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. That sounds pretty gross. Right. Oh, look at that. So next week, we're wrapping it up already. Couple of good stories. Couple of good stats. I feel like we made some real progress with this today. How do you feel about it? Yes, I, I think we have made connections with people and 
delved into topics only as much as we need to, not too little, not too much. That's right, yeah. So we give it a, a solid A, A minus maybe for a, first, for a first time. Next week is a special coronavirus uh, edition. You know, I like to think that this podcast is going to be timeless and existing out of time and space, but we are in the middle of a global pandemic, even here in the middle of America, Lincoln, Nebraska, believe it or not. Believe it or not, we're not we're not immune to the pandemic. Yeah, believe it or not, you know the virus can't distinguish between Americans and non-Americans. Right, or Republicans <laughs> or Democrats or the coastal elites and the real Americans here in the middle of the country. So we'll have a special pandemic edition of Can I Sit in Front? Thanks for joining me today. This is Steve Greaves. Thank you for joining me, Madeline. You were delightful. Oh, thank you. Until next time. Goodbye.